Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of I Need Wine. Um, it's just me today. Ashley is maybe sick, hopefully not sick, but we didn't want her here, you know, spreading her germs or possible germs. Um, but today we have a super special guest. I'm so excited. Um, her name is Lex, Lex.ginger at on TikTok and on Instagram, correct? Okay. So, um, I kind of found her and her story. I super resonated with, so I just kind of want to let her tell a little bit of her story and then we'll kind of just like talk about being twin moms and all the crazy stuff that goes into that. So yeah. Perfect. So if I waylay or get off track, you bring me right back on track. Oh no, I'll I'll also be off track. So don't worry about it. (laughs) So it was back, uh, it was back in 2018. Uh, and I think it's important to start with like, I'd always been told I wouldn't be able to have kids naturally. Okay. I have a really like bad form of PCOS where you have like cysts all over your ovaries. Yeah. And I'd always been warned that it was going to be very, very difficult for me. So before I even got married, I told my husband, like we might, you know, not be able to have kids actually, maybe we'll have to adopt. And he was like, all for it. Okay. Girl. Cool. The first month, <laughs> the first month we tried, Monthly. I don't know if the doctors were wrong or I just had like a real lucky month. But well, kind I got, of part part of your story is the doctors are, can be wrong. So right, go ahead. <laughs> wrong, right? So I remember it, I got one of those pregnancy tests that tells you four days before your missed period because yeah. I was just kind of excited we were starting to try, you know. Yeah. But I got no way in help. I peed on it. I put it down and went about my day. I didn't even look at it. I was like, not pregnant. Yeah. Come back. I'm like, hey, oh yeah, that pregnancy test on the toilet. Right? Look, it said pregnant. I was like, what? <laughs> Freak out. Freak out. Excited, but also like anxious. This yeah, this can't be real. And it was, this sounds, I don't know how else to put this, but because I always thought if I did get pregnant, it would take years. Right. I don't know if I was like mentally prepared. Yeah, which sounds kind of crazy, but I really thought it was going to be in my 30s. I was just turned 26. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, shit, this is real. <laughs> so I called the doctor and explained it. And they're like, you know what? It's kind of weird that it's showing up like so positive on the pee stick when you say you're not even four weeks. Like, right. it's kind of weird. We want you to come in and do some blood work. Okay. <laughs> Go in and do blood work normal pregnancies. And you're going to know this because you're a twin mom, right. normal pregnancies. Like it just kind of doubles every 48 hours, right? Mine was like tripling quadrupling. And I remember on the phone, she kind of laughed and I was like, is this bad? Is this right. bad news? Like, is this a chemical pregnancy when you're right. not really having a pregnancy, your body's just freaking out. And she was like, Oh no, this is very strong. And she said it kind of like yeah. that. And I think yeah. they knew, but they couldn't, right. it was, they have to be sure before they're telling you that. Exactly. And but at me, they didn't say anything. I was like, wow. So I set up this thing for my husband. Uh, we had already done our Christmas photos and I made something up for him and said, oh, we're going to do New Year's Eve photos. Right. God bless the man. What does that even mean? You know right. what I mean? He's like, <laughs> okay, whatever you say. He's like, yeah, dress up, show up. That's kind uh-huh. of how we get. So go with the flow. We did this big surprise. I have this balloon that says baby, just one baby. And I remember telling him after I was like, it's so funny. My blood work quadrupled. He was like, what if it's twins? Right. I was like, honey, okay. I run in our family. Like, please. No, you're wrong. We end up going to our six week appointment. This is relevant. I'm staying on track. We go to our six week appointment and 
we see on the screen that there's one yolk sack. I got ripped to shreds online for saying yolk sack. I saw you like explain and I'm like, but that's what it, I mean, it sounds weird, but like, yeah, that's what it's called. A yolk sack. Yeah. I guess maybe if you haven't had kids yet or if you right, they're like, it's not a chicken, you know, I got people like, ma'am, you're not a chicken. And I'm like, <laughs> what, that's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> so yolk sack, there yeah. was just one on the screen. Twins normally have two separate ones. Like even early on, you can see that twins are separate because twins separate like between two and eight days after conception. Right, so yeah, it's pretty clear pretty clear early on. So we see one baby six weeks. I remember the doctor saying, this is so weird. I'm hearing the strongest heartbeat. And I just turned six weeks. And I remember he was like, doctors aren't going to believe me that I'm hearing this, but it sounds good. Like all great. Wonderful. Six weeks. The next week turns. And I remember thinking I'm going to be one of those lucky people that doesn't get morning sickness. Yeah. Girl. (laughs) I couldn't open my eyes. I couldn't eat. I couldn't drink water. I was losing weight. Right. Like it was yeah. really severe. And that's why I said, Oh, I go for a nausea checkup. And a lot of people are like, who checks in for morning sickness? And it's like, no, it was like, it was like bad. bad. Like, do I need to go get an IV get right. hostile? Like it runs in my family. I remember that morning. <laughs> Excuse me. I remember that morning I told Pat, I was like, Hey, our doctor was across the street from our house. I was like, please don't miss work. Yeah. To- it's Go get a, a little checkup. A little checkup. They're yeah. just going to give me a prescription for diclegis, right. which is the morning sickness right. meds. You're going to be, babe. And he was like, I'll miss work. And I'm like, honey, please don't. Yeah, don't do it. It's not worth it. Don't, it's not like not a big appointment. It. Exactly. Don't bother with that nonsense. Like call your coworkers recovery for a prescription. That's nuts. I'm good. Right. It's like, all right, I go by myself leave <laughs> I remember it's, it's so funny when you find out like shocking news, the things that like stick out in your mind is yeah. always wild to me. So even this is years ago, I left my phone in the car and I remember thinking, oh, it's fine. Cause I had at the time the new Apple watch with like cellular on it. Oh yeah. And I, I remember I bought it because I found I was pregnant and I wanted to keep track of my heart rate and make, I don't know, you know, whatever. Yeah. As we say in Spanish that I was thinking, but I felt like, you know, I'm cool. So I, I walk in, they look, take one look at me at first. They're just going to give me a prescription. They take one look at me and they say, you know what? You look, I'm already very pale. We talked about how we're both Latinas, but we're pale. Yeah. But you look like really pale. Like, I think they were just trying to, they're like, you're here. It was pre pandemic. They're like, we'll just get you a little ultrasound just to make sure everything looks okay. Cause you don't look so hot. And I was like, okay. Not thinking and you know, anything of it, you know? So she saw the baby last week. Exactly. Strong heartbeat. Like I haven't been bleeding. Right. So I'm I'm thinking I just have what all the women in my family get, which is this terrible hyperemesis graviderum, morning sickness. And uh, excuse me while I take a little sip of this mom juice, iced coffee. Oh yeah, I had mine already. <laughs> it's 1.30 here. Oh my gosh, it's terrible. Okay, so um, I, I go in and she, the doctor was like, I actually will do it myself. I don't even, we don't even need the tech. Like she was when I was going to do the prescription for me. I remember at that time, all moms know when it's early, they do the inter- vaginal ultrasound oh, yes, the, yes. The pokey stick. which is they don't show you that in movies for obvious no, reasons yeah they always put it on your belly and you're like mm, no yeah it's not cute oh, like right. that ever. no so and I remember thank god sorry this is sidetrack my dad was going to come to one of my first appointments oh, to like no. see the baby I'm so glad thank god that didn't <laughs> yeah come a little later a little later dad so they were they were doing the, the poke and uh 
she was just quiet for like a weird amount of time. You know what I mean? When a doctor's just like, hmm. it's never good. Then you start to. Yeah. Your eyes get big yeah. and you look around and you're like, why are they just not? And they're really getting aggressive with the stick, mm-hmm. you know, they're sticking around. And I just was like, all right, this is a weird amount of silence. And uh-huh. then all of a sudden she had brought a nurse in. All of a sudden the nurse goes and holds my hand. And I was like, well, let go of me. What is going? Why do you? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> and I remember, and this is important to my doctor. So a lot of people said this, my doctor, cause I was struggling. I thought I was going to struggle with fertility. I had researched I love researching. I had researched the ish out of like, who is the best OBGYN in town? She had 40 years experience, very stoic, very blunt, not super warm, but I was like, she's the best, you know? So she's quiet. And then she says, do you know you're having twins? You're all, excuse me, (laughs) ma'am. I was like, (laughs) and she said it in a way that wasn't like, surprise. It was like, yeah. It was like, uh, like, yeah. like, uh, <laughs> I was like, I remember at first I was just like, no, I wouldn't accept the information. I don't know how you felt when you first found out. I'll, I'll tell like, you after. You'll tell me after. Okay. Yeah. I was just like, I look at her and I just go, no, I was just here last week. Yeah. I'm seven weeks pregnant. Right. Wrong. You Wrong. I don't know whose TV screen that is, yeah. but it's not, not, not mine. Me. Not me. And I remember she was like, yeah, you're yes, you're having twins. And I remember I also said, no, I'm 26. I can't have twins. I don't know why. I <laughs> Like an older situation. Yeah. I, I always think twins and I think of like the really put together 38 year old mom. I don't know why, but like, that's the yeah, vision I got with it. Not my first, you know, I don't know. And I was only child, didn't have any young kids in my family. Don't know anything about kids or babies. Right. And now so I was going to have two. Real? Like, oh my God. And then I say, I was like, she's still quiet and she's still whacking that stick around. Right. And so now I'm like, okay, wait, I need to ask. And I look at the screen. I'm like, I only see one yolk sac. I only see one baby. She was like, let me zoom in. She's like, do you see those two little flickers that are right next to each other? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, those are the two separate heartbeats. And she was like, that's why they were so strong last week. They're sitting on top of one another. Right. And that's why so it's like double you- boom double boomed on the six week. She was like, and I look at her and I go, are they conjoined? Right. I don't know why that even crossed my mind, but it did. And she goes, well, they might be. Oh, sorry. What? I was like, ah. I was, I, I was speechless. I was like, yeah, <clears throat> what do you mean? And she was like, she then explained twins normally have two yolk sacs, right? Conjoined and twins will be in the same together. It means there was a very late split. She was like, we're going to bring in a specialized ultrasound tech in here. And we're going to see if they have different blood flows. Right. We'll probably be able to tell even right now, whether or not that they're conjoined. She's like, but right now it could be, it's yeah. likely if possible. I was like, I just literally started crying. Right. Not hysterically, but there was definitely just like a waterfall out of the side of my face, you yeah. know? And then I was like, oh my, oh my gosh, where's. Patrick, my husband. Why I should have told him to miss work. I know. And so then I had that, the new Apple watch. Yeah. And it, it had no service. Yes. And this yeah. day, doctor, no service. I'm like smacking my wrist yeah. trying to get this thing to work. I don't know why anyone didn't call him, but I think they were right. just like, I think everyone was in shock. Right. Yeah. There, right. So they get this emergency ultrasound tech in. I remember she had walkie her and she's like, hi, we have um, an urgent situation here. And the lady was like, oh, I'm in an appointment. The doctor was like, drop your appointment and get yeah. in here right now. And I was like, well, that's not good. I'm like, this is, this is not bad. 
Yeah. So she comes in, she looks around, she says, okay, it actually looks like their blood flows are separate. The doctor then explains to me, well, there's something called monoamniotic monochorionic twins, which is twins normally have separate placentas. Sometimes they'll share one, but they're usually always in separate sacs. And right. that's what keeps twins safe. It keeps right. their cords from tangling, keeps them from squeezing each right. other, like mm-hmm. keeps them safe. She's like, yours are in one sack together. So I'm thinking at this point, hmm, okay, not conjoined. That's good news, right? right. Conjoined twins only have a 7.5% chance of surviving. So this is, so this is good. This is, right. this is good news. I'm naive. So uh, like, I, tell her that. I tell her that I'm like, oh, hey, no good news. I was like, how many cases have you seen of this before? And she goes, never seen it in my entire career. 40 years, huh? Yeah. Although like, what? I go, okay. And she goes, let me grab my medical textbook. I swear to God, people don't believe this. She grabs this textbook. She's all open. Yeah. She like cranks it open. She blows the dust off. And she's like, here are the two sentences about your twin type. We essentially have to monitor you very closely the rest of your pregnancy. They only have a 50% chance of making it to 12 weeks. You also, in the second trimester, there's 30% chance they're not going to make it. Second trimester miscarriage is normally between one and 5%. So 30% is quite high. Right. And she goes, if you make it past that, you're going to be hospitalized at 24 weeks and you'll essentially live in the hospital for two months right. being monitored 24 seven. If anything bad happens, emergency C-section with an ex- expected C-section date of 32 weeks, like max, you can't go past her. I since found out that 60% of mono mono moms who are inpatient in the hospital, only 40% even make it to the 32 weeks. So it's very like, like something usually goes wrong where they have to cut early. Yes. It's very common because at the end of the day, their cords are just in there tangling and nodding and it is what it is. Oh my gosh. That news. When I got it, I was a mess. I was a complete mess. Went on Google. Never do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't go on Google. It's terrible. Hold on. I'm going to go up really quick. <coughs> oh my Lana, I got the daycare plague from my sons. Oh yeah. The worst, Gosh, <laughs> the worst every other week. Yep. And, um, I just remember calling Pat blubbering. I don't even know what I told him. I said, oh, we're having twins and they're not going to make it. And I'm, you know, a mess. Right. And he rushes home from work. He just tells his boss, like something bad's happening. I got to right, go. Gotta go. And I remember like just crawling into bed and crying and he held me and he was like, why not us? Why not? Why can't we be the 50% chance? Like it could be us. Um, yeah. he, he just like literally never let me like, not going to lie. It could be like the pregnancy hormones, but that first trimester I was so depressed. Right. Just knowing, cause like the way that mono mono twins, like don't make it, it's very sudden and like, you don't feel it. Yeah. There's no bleeding. There's no, like, it's just these they call them weekly demise checks where I would have to go to the doctor once a week to see if they're alive. Like that messes, oh, yeah. that messes with your mind as a mom. Uh, it's, good. it's really hard to stay optimistic knowing yes. that you have to do that because yes. I think it's even hard regardless. You're a first time mom, which is already a lot. You're already kind of like, uh, you're, you were thinking you were going to struggle, struggle with fertility. So you're probably like, I could miscarry more than the other average person and this right. and that like that's, and then to throw that on it, you're like, right. Why even try. He's, right. He right. doesn't feel all that. So it's easy for yes. him to be like, what do you mean? It's going to be great. You know? Right. Right. Thank yeah, God so- for, for husbands. Let me tell you. Yeah. Someone's gotta, gotta be positive. Somebody has to be positive. Right. I'm like, so uh, 
in the middle of that did you get to so in the middle of that too I had to take the test to pass the bar to become a licensed attorney yeah great timing yeah great timing it did distract me which was good but not a fun distraction I yeah it it was also stressful it was also stressful, but I, yeah. girl, I, that's like 20% of my lesson plan. I was just like every day throwing up so sick. Right. And I remember going and I was so pregnant and I took the bar a week before I got admitted. I made it to 24 weeks and along the way, like my husband, ever the optimist think, thankfully for him, like there was moments where I was like, I don't even want to name them. I'm right. too scared. Like it'll jinx it or something. And he was mm-hmm. like, no, their names are Max and Miles. We always had two boy names picked out. Like before Super we cute names. Love them. And he was like, no, those are Max and Miles. And I was like, okay, I can't have a baby shower. He's like, I'll plan a baby shower. Like your girls got it. Like we're going to do it. Yeah, we we kept like making these things. And I'm so happy now. now. Yeah, of course. I make it to 24 weeks and I I go to the hospital. I remember again, like it's just naivete, I guess you could say, because we'd never experienced anything like this in like my general family of someone having like such a high risk or even a twin. You've never had twins in the family. And I remember admitting into the hospital and they're like, okay, you're going to be here two months, et cetera. I was like, okay, so like, where's the gym? (laughs) I can like walk on a treadmill. The hallway? Take a walk. Yeah, they're like, take a lap, ma'am. Take a lap. You're good. There's no gym here. I'm like, okay, well, is there like a little, someone who can go around like get our like nails nice? Just two months, a long time. And they're like, ma'am, you're in the hospital. You're in the hospital. (laughs) You're not getting a pedicure. You're not doing nothing. Your no. self-care is you. So whatever yeah. you want to bring, you can do it yourself. I was like, okay, Great. I'm getting it now. I actually became really awesome friends with all my nurses and we would have yeah. spa nights and it was like really fun. <laughs> like you, you make do. And because yeah. it was pre-pandemic, like my girls would come every day at lunch. You'd be able to hang my out. Husband, yes. My husband would come at dinner and like hang out with me until like bedtime. And like, it was, we made it work, but honestly it was, it was really tough. Right. Two months. It was tough. Time. Two months is a long time. I had to be in the bed the whole time, just right. about any minute I could be free. I would try to be in the bed. It ended up messing my back up because being pregnant on your back, twins. Those, you know. those beds aren't like, you know, they're not. Um, You're not at the Four Seasons. No, <laughs> no, no. I was only in the hospital for like two weeks before they they made me stay, and it was yeah, I, two months. No, it was two weeks was enough. It's tough. Two weeks is it? I I call it the every two week blues. Yeah. So it's not to say two weeks because every two weeks I get so sad and want to leave and be like I can't do this. Yeah. And, uh, and then you like get it together and then okay two more. Uh, now I'm like together. halfway and then two more. Yes. Two more. Yes. And I remember during my two months they almost came twice. They almost came twice early. They called demise, which is their code for like one didn't make it. So yeah. Yeah. And so I remember they were scamming. They're like on their little walkie. They're like, I think we got a twin demise. And I was like, don't say that. Find another word. Yeah. I was like, please. I literally felt like my body shut down. My dad was in the room with me, like hanging out. Yeah. I was had some family around and he, his heart pressure went up to like 220 over. He almost like had a heart attack. My dad, poor dad almost had a heart attack. Twin demise. No. Yeah. And I was like, they came and they're like, oh, just kidding. He's hiding behind his brother. And I'm like, right here. Hilarious. <laughs> maybe, maybe call the twin demise out in the hallway. Yeah. So just I in your, know. in the head and like in the quiet of the we'll hallway. Make a right? call and then yeah. So yeah. I don't have a heart attack. A um, so very difficult, but I did become close with a lot of people there while I was inpatient. I found out I passed the bar. Yay. Which was highlight. It was, yeah. it was like 
Thank you, Jesus. Like, it has to be something good during this horrible hospital stay. Hospital stay. And they threw me, the nurses and my friend threw me a surprise. They call it investiture where you get licensed into your bar. And they had to come down from the courthouse and, like, swear me in at the hospital. So cool. So cool. Um, It was a really, it it was as good as it could be. You know what I mean? Yeah. You make your experience what it is. And, um, and I stayed pretty close. I, I say anytime you have a high risk pregnancy and it's maybe a little rare or something, I Instagram the hashtag mono mono twins. And I sought out a few moms that had successful cases and became friends with them throughout my pregnancy. And that helped so much because anytime I had questions or like, what should I do? I'd go to them. Yeah. There was also a Facebook group of mono mono moms. It's about 2000, but I say, don't join until like you're mentally strong because on that one, every week you would get someone posting that they didn't make it. Right. Right. And I remember when I was in the hospital, I had joined, when I joined the hospital, I joined the Facebook group. And I remember I was, it's so crazy to remember. I was 27 weeks and five days and someone was my exact same gestation in Pennsylvania. It's crazy internet's wild. And she was the exact same day as me. And she woke up and had lost one of her twins. Right. I, I got so, so sad. I was like, close the curtains. I was like, right. I can't. Well, I, you, know, you think like, maybe I'm far enough. It's going to be really rare. And then you see right. it. You're just like, Oh, right. I'm and not it's out of the woods yet. Right. And it's happening like right then, you know, and it's like, I can't handle that, but I made it to 32 weeks. When you have a planned C-section, I'm not sure about other people, but it's actually quite nice. Like it's, it was very controlled. I got to pick out my team. Um, I got to play music that I wanted to play, which is kind of like cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know when it's not an emergency, it's kind of like chill. Um, I got a spinal instead of epidural. So you are numb, numb, numb. Um, so I was having, and they put some juice in my IV or I was having a good old time it's, you're like it was like the day best day ever I, I like, you were, like was it terrible? came out I was like it was awesome like I remember they were doing all the stuff to my stomach they're like how's it feel right. I'm like like a deep tissue massage I'm like I was Lovely. having the best time <laughs> the boys came out and screaming and crying which they didn't expect they're like expect silence because at 32 weeks don't normally not yeah don't be scared if it's quiet like it's pretty early still and they came out screaming pink perfect they had a 30 day Nick, you say just to learn how to like eat right. mm-hmm. pretty calm. Um, but they were great. And so I think my story is all about like, ha- have as much faith as you possibly can muster. Yeah. Stay optimistic. And if it's something that you really want, like I, and even to this day, like, I don't know, I do think I just got lucky getting pregnant that month. Yeah. Like I've since found out too, I have something called factor five, which a lot of people have. It's a blood clotting disorder that, um, tricks your body into thinking pregnancies are clots and will like, it's very hard to hold a pregnancy. Right. So you had like the PCOS, the rarest, like you beat all the odds across the board. That's what I'm saying. And it's so wild. Cause I found out after the fact, I should have been on blood thinners the whole time. It's really amazing right, right. that it went so great. Right. And I remember I talked to this hematologist for this factor five stuff. And he was like, you don't plan to have any more kids, do you? And I was like, I actually don't. And he was like, oh, thank God, because I don't recommend it with like your history. Right. He's like, it's just a blessing. You've never had a miscarriage. It's a blessing. You could even carry that pregnancy, let alone a pregnancy that has such a high rate of miscarriage. Yeah. Um, so I feel extremely blessed that everything went so smooth. And so I, I say like, you know, if it's, if you're presented with something super scary and it's something that you really want, go for it. I say, yeah. you know, 
expect the best plan for the worst. Yeah, so definitely. Cause you don't, it's, it's, you want to be cautiously optimistic yeah. and be able to prepare yourself. But I feel like sometimes if like, let's say you didn't have your husband, let's say he was a little more pessimistic. You could have literally stressed yourself into like a bad situation. Just so, you know what I mean? Like you don't know because stress definitely like causes things to happen in the body and like inflammation and this and that. And you don't know like what could have been if he wasn't able to be like, Hey, you know, it's going to be okay. Like whatever, you know, that it like really makes it like bearable, like the fear. And also to obviously to know that like, no matter what happens, like I'm going to have him to help me through whatever happens. Right. Um, it's like, yeah, not always the case. You, I had a plan for the moments of like, what if one of these demise checks ends up not, not great, you know? And with my, with him next to me, I was like, I, it will be the most devastating thing that could ever happen to me at this point in my life. But I have him next to me and we will, we'll get through it, you know? And, and at the end of the day, I was like, I push, we, we, I'm saying we, cause really he did, he really did so much work as we put, we push through. And now we have these two healthy, beautiful yeah. boys. They're, and they're so cute. It, I, it's so amazing, you know, and it almost feels like just kind of this weird thing that happened to somebody else at this point. Right. <laughs> like, you're like, it's like it's, a, you're like you've stepped outside and now you just like watch it. Right. And people ask a lot. They're like, is this happening right now? And I always, it's funny. I always talk in past tense and I always uh, try to put in the comments like, no, there are three or, you know, but I think I just tell it with a lot of feelings, but I honestly could not tell the story until about a year and a half after. Yeah. Because anytime I would, I would just start crying. crying, It was a very emotional time in my life and it's hard. Like I could never be like a daily vlogger going through something like that. Like let me tell you this. I, I know some daily vloggers. Um, obviously, I'm sure there are some great ones. But to me, like ones that I do know, it's like their emotion. They're like stone. Like they just like they're almost like a character and they have to like put, you know, like you don't see a lot of them. Like I, I would the same. If I was telling a story, I'm going to start crying. And mm-hmm. like, what do you do? Edit it out? Or do you sit there and cry and wait to come through? Like, I just I couldn't think- imagine having to change my, my feelings and the t- like how I feel and how I, um, tell stories and stuff just to fit like a, a mold to be able right. to have other people watch. Yeah. I'm, like, I can't- oh, I'm a crybaby. I will cry. I ser- I think I cried listening to your TikTok. Cause I'm just like, I, especially being a twin mom, but not even right. just that. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll cry on things where I don't even have like anything, Same. you know, I'm like, just like, Oh, I just feel like I'm very like overly empathetic. So I'm like, I could never be a, a, a vlogger or like a, no, I, my feelings are all over the place. There's no way I could be telling because they're telling their story and my story. I feel like all the way from childhood till this second, like it, it's too much sometimes. Like I'll be, I can't get, yeah, there. I agree. My first semester is like, what, you want to see a depressed lady in bed who can't right. literally watch you not play? Either you get that or you want me to fake not being depressed and being excited because I'm not going to do that either. So it's right. like, you're not, well, you don't want to watch me because exactly, I'm just going to be in bed or not happy. I'm probably not going to be like camera ready. This is what my hair is going to look yes. like at, at best, you know? I put some yeah. like, frizz situation in, but like, yeah. probably it'd be like in a messy, Right. But. And I, I get people asking me like, how are you, how can you tell a story and so straight? And I'm like, cause it's been three years. I've told it a lot. And like, exactly. I've had a little bit of time. 
Right. That but first like, trimester, the first trimester, I keep saying it, but the first trimester was like taking in the news, processing it, like not thinking, oh my gosh, are they, are they, I hate to use the word dad, but it was constant. Like, right. and you can't feel them kicking yet. And you're like, what if, what if, what if, you know, and it's depressing, especially yeah. when you think you're not going to be able to ever have get pregnant. And now you do when you're so happy. And then it's, it's floored by this crap news and yep. Gosh. Yeah. I don't know how the day, the daily bloggers are daily family bloggers. It is. It's another, it's a weird, um, it's a realm that I don't yeah. understand. And no, I get very, too unpolished, I, get, I would say it gets very interesting. Sorry, we're going off topic here, but it gets very interesting to me because I also, my sons have something called febrile seizures. I don't know how much you delved on the old TikTok, but, um, which is essentially, I had no idea. Again, I did not know enough about kids. 20% of toddlers get something called febrile seizures, which is their temperature spikes out of the blue and their response is to have a seizure. Right. I had never even seen a seizure in my entire life, you yeah. know, and this happened just past December. Um, Miles was getting them, but very like just a little bit where it was like a minute or a minute and a half and then yeah. he recovered fine. We called the ambulance because we didn't know what's going on. He was fine. Recovered. His twin Max had never had one. Never. And, um, in December, all of a sudden he, he had one, I called an ambulance immediately because again, I just, right. They're kids and I'm going to do the most, you know, I'm and so I'm like, I'm not a doctor. So let me get some, I call, I call the ambulance and he comes, I, my husband rushed from work. We, we all kind of live and work very close with each other. He rushes in from work. He gets in the back of the ambulance and then they head to the hospital. I stay back with my other son, Miles. And I remember thinking, oh, it's just going to be like Miles, like right. a seizure for a minute or two. He's going to recover. He's going to be fine. He's going to be watching cartoons. 30. And tell me if you need to cut me off because I'm no, going to go. No, on, you're fine. I'm going to go on a story. 30 minutes later, I get a call from Pat expecting him to say he's in bed watching cartoons. Everything's yeah. fine. I get a call from Pat. You see, this is not that far out. So you're going to start getting me crying now. So this is just in December. And I, he was like, Lex, you need to come to the emergency room right now. None of the medications working. They're going to have to intubate him and put him in a coma. Nope. I literally, I just went, I shut down. I think right. I just was like, I don't have time to react or be sad. I just need to get I my hand and be a mom and be strong. I go to the hospital, walk into the bay and I just see him there in the bed intubated and still having a seizure. At this point, we're going on an hour. You shouldn't have seizures. Yeah, past can, yeah. And they finally got the seizure to like calm down, but they said he could be seizing in his mind, but we don't know. Cause we essentially put him in a, a medically induced coma. Right. So we're seeing it, bring him up to the PICU. Um, uh, we decide to kind of do like family shifts, like for, you know, people to be with him and stuff. They don't know. It's called a complex febrile seizure. This is not normal. This part is not normal. And, um, they're like, we don't really know why his are complex and his brothers are normal. Right. We're trying to figure it out. He doesn't have COVID. He doesn't have the antibodies. He, we don't know what's going on. We do yeah. know he has RSV, which is normally very dangerous for babies. RSV is like that really bad flu. Yes, yes, yes. With again, but they say like, don't kiss your baby because you could give right. him RSV. Yes. But with toddlers, it's like a normal cold. So it's all very confusing. I remember 14 hours later, I was doing the night shift and I was talking to my nurse. It was 4 a.m. Um, 
uh, Max's nurse, everything was looking great. He was on the up and up. They're like, we'll intubate him for two more days just to give his body a chance to not rest and like the rest and recover. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things they did say was his lungs might not be handling RSV well because he was a preemie for two months. He was born two months early. Yeah. Does that play into it? I don't know. We, they don't know. All of a sudden I'm talking to her and his machine went off. Like he flatlines. He goes, he goes 80. And then the nurse was like, looked up at his machine and he was like, what? And then all of a sudden it was zero and he flatlined and she, the nurse, I'm like shaking thinking about it. The nurse pushes the red button and it goes off in the hospital. Thank God we're in like a level one trauma hospital. It's top in our state. It's great. And she just starts screaming for the nurses. Two nurses run in, they start giving him CPR. They're screaming like max, max, like come back, come back. I'm like, I feel like it's, I still am like a little like. Yeah. outside of it because it feels like the worst nightmare of my entire life that it was like lived out in front of me yeah. and um I just put my head between my knees because I remember thinking I was like I have to be a strong mother for him and if I stand up right now I'll pass out gonna, yeah I'm just gonna scream and yell and get in the way I'm just gonna shut up and sit in a corner and I remember just putting my head between my knees and then I look up and there's 50 people in the room at this point we're going on three minutes and nothing um, I had already called my husband. I was like, Max's heart stopped. You need to get here. I'd call my dad. I was like, his heart is stopped. And I will never forget my dad. I was like, okay, but is it back? I'm like, it's not back. You need to get here right now. Yeah. And then I put my head between my knees. I look up, there's 40 people in the room. They're all screaming and yelling. No one knows what's happening. Um, they're trying to give him CPR. And I look to my right and there's a priest standing next to me. And I was like, I, I don't like that. I don't like, what do you mean? I don't know. I wasn't processing anything. And I'm frankly, just still don't think I processed it. It's only been six months, but I was like, holy. And I remember just thinking, I was like, Lord, after everything, you see, I'm going to cry. I'm an empath too. I'm going to cry. I was like, Lord, after everything you put me through with this pregnancy and us and my little survivors, I'm like, please don't take him away from me Please don't take him away from me now. We've worked so hard. Please, please, please. And I remember just praying that over and over and over again. And then at the, I think it was like three minutes, 30 second mark. They scream like, we got him. He's back. He's back. They got him. And I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe. And what's crazy, Max has always been our strong baby. Like he never gets sick. Miles was the one that had these febrile seizures. Never. He just was never an issue. And, um, they still, to this day, don't know why we have run so whole, as you can imagine, so many genetic tests and everything. They brought him down after a week, he was intubated for a full week, which is like, I don't wish that on a a mom ever seeing your baby intubated. Like it's, it's the worst. I'm going to tell you my birth story and literally the word intubated gives me my hair. They, they bring him down to the floor beneath us after a week, they extubate him. I remember they gave me a big talk because he had some swelling in the back of his brain a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, that's pretty normal after such a long heart. Right. I kept calling him like the heart attack. And they're like, they have a bradyardic event is what they call it medically. I'm like, you mean the heart attack? And they're like, yes, but we're not yeah. gonna call it that. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. um, call it what it is. It was so scary. And um, I guess a little swelling, he might wake up and he might not be the same. Right. We don't know he might not know who he is. He might not talk, walk. We just don't know yet. They remove the, the vent from him. And the first thing he asked for is his brother's nickname, Tata. He was like, Tata, Tata. And immediately I was like, he's fine. He's fine. We yeah. have, he has memory. He's talking, etc. Yeah. He had one week at the floor below him. And then he was 
he literally runs plays. He's completely, it's funny, not funny, but we have his twin almost as like an example of what like is the regular process. Like he's, he's totally in sync with his brother for running, walking, talking sports, right. you know, not, it seems like it hasn't affected him at all. He had a little bit of PT for like a week and they're like, he's fine. And I was like, yeah. this is a miracle. These babies keep proving to me like, they're miracles over, yeah. and, over and over again, bringing it back to the family vloggers. I can't imagine, this is just me and people can read what they want into this. I can't imagine my child going through this medical situation, taking photos of him, taking videos of him, no. using it as some weird, you know, I can't, I have photos on my phone of him intubated for my family. We're like family updates. Right. They make me sick. They make me want to throw up. Right. I'm not posting that for clout or for views what? or no, nope. nope. people do. People do. And I don't, I don't understand. I remember a week in, I just gave like a quick update on my TikTok of me talking my face, just like, yeah, this is what happened. Please send your prayers. We need them. That's yep. it. Yep. But family vlogging is its own thing. We're going to yeah. leave it at that. Yeah. No, not for me. No, my life's too crazy. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine. My life's too crazy. It was super, are the, are the twins home? They're downstairs with my aunt. Yeah, you were, you were like, I got to get the house quiet earlier. And I was just like, oh, man, the amount of times I've said that in my life. <laughs> so I have a daughter who is six. Um, her name's Aria. And she was, we also got pregnant the first month of trying. Uh, we were both in the military. We had lived apart. Um, we weren't in the military. Like, that's not how I met him. We're, we know each other from home. He was in the Army. I was in the Navy, just coincidentally. Then we get together. We get married. He gets out comes and lives in San Diego with me and I get pregnant immediately. I'm like, great. This is awesome. Girl pregnancy. It was, I mean, it was, I would, I describe Aria's pregnancy as like, or my pregnancy with Aria, not Aria's pregnancy. She's only six. Um, <laughs> um, I get it. As like very normal, like as normal. I, I did have morning sickness probably up until like 13 weeks, 14 weeks. Um, I was big as a house. She was born in July um, in San Diego, obviously. Um, but everything very normal. I got an epidural. Um, it worked for a while. It definitely hurt while I was pushing. I pushed for like 30 minutes, normal pregnancy. So I have her and she's about when she turns one, I decide that I would like to have another baby. One more. I've always said, I only want two. Um, That's right. it's always, <laughs> I wanted two boys my whole life. I seen my life with two sons. I was like, I don't like to admit this, but like, I was very disappointed when we found out that Aria was a girl. Um, now <laughs> girls are awesome. Love, couldn't imagine life without her. I do have my sons, obviously, as you know, too, but, um, yeah, I can't believe like she's, it's a totally different situation. Um, and I couldn't imagine life without her, but, um, I was like, let's try and have, let's have one more. Let's have them. Yes. It's going to be a little hard, but we can do it. Like we can do two really close together. They're going to grow up together. They're going to do everything together. This is going to be great. Right. And I also wanted to have my kids while I was still in the Navy. And so I wanted to time it correctly. Um, and just cause we didn't know when I got out, I didn't know what insurance was going to be like. I didn't know what exactly what I was going to do. I planned on just going to school. So I was like, you know what? I think it'd be best for us to go ahead and have them here. Well, we don't have to worry about any of that. So he's like, all oh, on board. Yeah. Let's just have, let's have one more. Um, so I get pregnant that same month we tried, I think in July or June, um, and I'm super excited. And then I start bleeding and I'm like, okay. I'm only at maybe five weeks, four or five weeks. So, you know, I'm like, okay, I know what's happening. So I go to the doctors. They're like, yeah, confirm it. I go home. I'm super upset, of course, but like, I do already know that I've had one child. So I'm, it's, it's a little, 
I feel like I take it. Okay. I wasn't in the, obviously it was super sad, but I, it was early and I was, I was able to handle it. He was very like supportive. Um, and so I go back, I think like a week later or something like that. And they do like a little checkup just to make sure there's nothing, you know, that I passed everything. And I asked the doctor, like, how fast can I try again? And they were like, I mean, as fast as you want to, like whatever you feel mentally comfortable, like, um, you can go ahead and try. Right. And we're like, okay. So we, right after that, you know, we try again the next month, get pregnant again. So I'm like, okay, I'm more optimistic this or more cautious this time um, about testing and about getting too excited before I have like an ultrasound and stuff like that. Um, But of course I'm excited. Like, yay, you know, we got pregnant again. So I go, we go to the ultrasound. Maybe I test maybe like four or five times and I'm like, okay, like the line's getting darker. This is great. Good. I go into the ultrasound. Of course they stick the thing, you know, (laughs) um, and I look at the screen and I'm like, uh, no, I just, had, I just had a baby. I know what it looks like. Why is there two circles? You know, I could see, and, but I don't say anything. And then she's just like moving it around, you know, like <laughs> a little thing on the heartbeat thing, you know? And she's like, huh. As soon as she goes, huh. I was like, oh my God, no, no, no. Like we were already pushing it to the limit, having two like this. There's right. no way that we can, all that flashes like in the one second. Right. You know? And she's like, oh, you have two in here. Like I, you know, wow, like this is great. And my husband smiling ear to ear, like this is awesome. News. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's terrible. <laughs> I'm like this, uh, like I almost still like kind of felt bad where like I didn't feel excited at all. I was nervous, instantly nervous and anxious. And they take the heartbeats, heartbeats are strong. Everything is good. Um, I'm like, She's like, oh, I've actually diagnosed three sets of twins in this ultrasound room, like over the last couple of days. And oh. I'm like, well, why'd you put me in here? You should have put me next door, you know? Like, I didn't know, like we weren't, no, you know? And um, so they initially, she's like, you know, I, I think they're fraternal. I think like, you know, but it's hard to tell, right? So she's like, you know, once you go again, like they'll kind of give you more information. And I'm like, okay, so I go home and I'm just like, I'm scared to tell anybody because uh, so many people joked because we were saying we had wanted another baby and they're like, watch you get twins. You're going to be like, it's so close. Like you better be careful, you know? And you're like, what if you had twins? And I'm like, okay, like, why would I have twins? Like I'm not using fertility drugs. I'm not, I've never, we don't have twins in my family. Why would, why, why would I have twins? Like, that's crazy. I don't know anybody with twins. Why would I be the one, you know? Right. Of course I am the one. Um, I had done some like research online and I I found out that like a lot of people have twins following a miscarriage, like mm. that your body like overcompensates and you'll like hyper ovulate or like right. something's a little bit out of whack as far as what's going on in there. And that like, it's like a weird underground, like, because the doctors won't be like, yes, it caused it because they don't have enough like research for that. Right. But obviously like the numbers don't lie. There's a lot of people that like don't have twins in their family that have twins following a miscarriage. And of course, like I had, I got pregnant the next that day. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole time was just like pretty normal. My, my OBGYN was actually a twin mom. So I felt real comfortable with her. Um, I think I had an ultrasound maybe like 12 ish weeks. And they, she was like, yeah, they're fraternal. They're in step all separate. I was like, okay. So we plan on having fraternal and, um, we named where we get names. And I, so me and my husband, 
both of our dads passed away early. He was 13 when his dad passed away and I was 22. So he never got to see us get married or like anything like that. Side note, I was also 26 when I got pregnant with twins. Yeah. <laughs> so add that. Um, but yeah, so I was like, okay, well, let's name them because I didn't, I felt unfair naming one son after one of our dads, because that's not fair. Like I would want either to have both of them or, and I'm like, right. okay, this is great. So we, their middle names have our dad's last name or our dad's name in the middle. So they each have one. So we were like super excited. Their names are Adonis and Mateo. So we're like, cool. Like they're going to be, they're going to look different. This, that. Okay. We think like everything, everything's pretty like straightforward as far as the twins. Then we go further, maybe like 30 weeks. And I think that must've been there. She said she was only going to let me go to 37 and she was going to induce me. Um, I really was like big on, I would really like to have them naturally uh, yeah. um, because I've already had one. And she was like, okay, like it's going to be up to twin A and if they're head down, otherwise, no, we're going to cut you open. But if twin A is head down, we'll let you try and right. we'll do it in an OR. So that way, if anything, you know, goes right. wrong. Um, That's yeah. So I was like, okay, like it was normal, like a normal twin thing. And then I go in again and there's another doctor who's like more, he's been there a lot longer, more seasoned and he does an ultrasound. And he was like, they're not fraternal. Like they're, they're, um, Modi, like where they have one seven, plus seven, one plus seven and two sacks. Yeah. So, and I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah. Like, you know, he was showing me like the little, he's like, see this line right here. Like how it's whatever, whatever. I mean, I don't know, you know, you're the, you're the professional here, right? Like, I would have never known any of this before I had twins. None of it. hundred percent. No, um, I did know identical and fraternal. And that was about That's as it. far as I knew. Yeah. yeah. And so he, he, the way he was explaining, I was like, okay, like you must know what you're talking about. So then we were like, oh my God, they're going to look the same. What are we going to do? So we order like the little like anklets, you know, with their names on them. And we're yep. you know, like, all right, cool. Like we're now planning this whole new thing. Then I go in, I think at like 35 for like a checkup. And that's when they were like, mm, you like I go for a regular checkup and they're like, you're staying, like have your husband bring the bag because like, you're like pre pre eclamptic, like you're too close. You're not going home. You're going to stay. And then we'll be ready to induce you. If you can, you can go to 37, but like, if not, you know, we're going to be ready to go. Cause like, we don't, you know, they don't take risks with twins. So I was like, okay, but I have a daughter, you know, too. And I was just like, okay, like, okay, fine, babe, bring me a bag. I'm staying like bring Aria. Of course, this was definitely pre pandemic. My boys are five. So um, they were able to visit and stuff like that. So I'm hanging out. I get to my 37 weeks. Cool. Induce. Great. Everything's going perfect. I go in the OR. They're like, okay, like it's time to push. Okay. Boop. Popped right out. Easy day. Hi, Adonis. And they're like, okay, hold on. Because Mateo twin B is his feet. He's a uh, breach. So they're like, hold on, you know, like, yeah, you know, to push, but we need to like help you out because we want to be careful with him. Okay pop him out. They're six minutes apart. Okay. Um, it's funny. I also saw your thing where you don't, you're not going to say like who's older. Yeah. And I kind of wish I would have done that because boy, Donnie loves to tell everybody. I'm six minutes older, but Matt is <laughs> taller. Maddie's taller than him. He's more like slender. Donnie's kind of like husky, like bigger. Um, so he'll will always find something. I guarantee you. Yeah. He's like, so, oh, everybody, they'll always ask who's older. Oh, me, I'm six minutes older, but he's taller than me. You know, like he'll kind of give him like a little bit of like, I know I'm older. That's but nice. like, yeah, he'll like throw him a bone, you know. Um, 
so yeah, everything was great. Like it was so much easier than I had thought. I go back to recovery like normal, just like I had had my daughter. Great. This sounds good. Yeah. (laughs) Then (laughs) I'm like, hmm. I look and I'm like, I'm bleeding a lot. I'm like, maybe it's because it's twins. But I know like with my daughter, I did bleed a little after, but it was more like a period at most. It was very small, like a light period, I would say. Um, And I was bleeding like a lot, like bleeding through like pads. Wow. A little underwear that they gave you. Yes, yes, yes. and I was kind of like, oh, nurse, you know, it should be like, well, how are you doing? And I was like, I don't I feel like I'm bleeding a lot. Like, yeah, obviously, you know more than I do, but I didn't bleed this much, you know, with my daughter. And she was like, okay, like, we'll keep an eye on it. Right. I'm like, okay. And then, like 15 minutes go by and I'm like, oh, this is like getting on the sheets, like bleeding through the, wow. pads, through the, I mean, like fast. And I'm like, um, no, like I pressed a little button. I'm like, no, I don't think like, I don't think it's this is normal. normal. And then they like pull back and they're like, mm-hmm. Hold on a second. And I was like, okay, maybe three or four nurses come in. And I'm like, this is already too much. Why are you all here? You know, this is already like scaring me, you know? And they come over and they're like, oh, like lift up. Oh, oh, oh. Like they're writing. They're like, how long has she been bleeding? Like they're trying to like figure out how much blood like I'm losing, obviously by just soaking through sheets. So it's like hard math, to math. say, but they're trying to like figure out because I assume that they had called the doctor and they're like trying to get their ducks in a row on what to tell yeah. Like how many daughter. bags of blood are going to need her? Right. Right. And so my doctor, um, actually not my doctor, she was busy delivering somebody else, but another doctor comes in like, what's going on? Oh, she's like bled through this much. We've changed the sheet already. She's already coming, blah, 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 blah. And then it looked like Grey's Anatomy all of a sudden, like, Ooh. I don't even remember. I never passed out, but I was losing a lot of blood and I felt like I was the thirstiest I've ever been in my life. That's like the only way I'm like, I was dying of thirst, but they were like, you can't drink anything. You can't eat anything. They let my husband like put some ice in my mouth, I think. And at this point they're like, just doctor. I've seen like three doctors, maybe like 10 nurses. They're like, they call a thing over the intercom, like to get, bring blood. Like, I don't remember what they said, but they were like reaching it out. Like it was an emergency. And I was just like laying there, like, am I going to die? Like what is going on? Because everybody looked very concerned, like very much like they hadn't seen like this before. Like that's how they, that's how they were making me feel. And so they come up, they bring some blood and they cannot get a vein. So I have like hella nurses trying like, Oh, get it here. Put it here. And I already have an IV of course for my other stuff, but like we need another vein. Couldn't find at this point. I don't, I can't even talk. I'm just like laying there. I'm not passed out, but I'm like, I can hear everything going on, but I can't really like react to it. And they were like, we can't find a vein. We can't find a vein. And like a couple doctors come in, they're trying, they're about to put it like in the side of my neck. They're trying to yes. like on my foot. They tried it on a bunch of different places. And then some little, um, Asian nurse comes in, like she just knows what she's doing. Right. And she's like, step aside. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> puts it in where they had been trying forever, but I have like PTSD as far as like, I don't like now and not prior. I had no problems with needles. I will not like donate blood. I mean, maybe if somebody put a gun to my head, but like I I used to donate blood all the time. Now, like I just, it makes me like sick. So the whole time at this time, like the twins are in the little, the little plastic beds on the other side of the room. And my husband's sitting there watching them, but like Every, you know, he's watching like right. it's covered with doctors and nurses. God, he must have my been doctor, absolutely terrified. Right. Like my doctor runs in 
and is like, what's going on? Like, give me the rundown. She had, she was delivering a baby and they're like, blah, 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 blah. like giving her, then she's like, she looks at my husband and she's like, we got to go. Like we're, she's going back to surgery. Like we need to get in there and stop the bleeding or we are going to have to give her a hysterectomy because she's bleeding, you know, like everything has to come out if we can't stop the bleeding. So I go back there and I remember like they, like at this point, I feel like the way they're reacting, like I was prepared to like not wake up, you know, like the way they were acting, I was just like, okay, I gave my husband like my phone. I said, call my sister. My sister's a nurse. So I said, call my sister, tell her what's going on at this point. They hadn't like, nobody had heard from us as far as like posting about the babies. So they probably already knew something was not right. Um, My mom was in Northern California, which was probably like seven hour drive. And she planned on coming like the next day. I said, all I remember like telling, mustering up the like energy to tell him, do not call my mom because she's going to freak out, get in the car, probably get in an accident on the way down here. I said, so just tell my sister everything. And like that, you know, see, we'll like, see what happens. I go back and I'm just already like, okay, preparing, like, this is it. I might not wake up. My husband's going to have to take care of three kids, you know, without me. And, um, I go back to surgery. They're like, count back, you know, they stick the tube down my throat. Obviously that's all I remember. And then I woke up, I believe the next day in ICU Wow. with the tube down my throat. Wow. Not supposed to wait, you know, they usually, they time it and they take it out or like, right, right, right. So I wake up and I'm just like, okay, I'm alive. Yep. (laughs) I'm like looking, but I'm fine. Like if you're innovated and you're awake and conscious, you're basically like, feel like you're, you can't breathe because you feel like you can't, but even though the machine is doing it for you and it was the worst feeling of my life, like where you're just like, (laughs) like you're, you feel like you can't because you can't, the machine's like, you know, pulling it out for you. And I'm like pressing the button, pressing the button. And some nurse comes in and she's like, uh, like he gives me like a post-it, you know? And I said, take it out, take it out. And she's like, she's like the respiratory therapists are doing turnover. Like it's going to be a minute. And I'm just thinking I'm, I'm going to pull it out. And I start to like grab it. Cause like I, you can't like fight it. It's crazy how it feels like you can't, unless you maybe like calm yourself enough. But at that point it wasn't happening. And then like they, they run like a respiratory therapist comes like, calm down, like helps me get it out. But when you're awake, also you're fighting it. And your throat is like, I felt like I had like the worst case of strep throat for like a week and a half, maybe like it was felt so cut up and horrible just because like my muscles were fighting it. You know what I mean? And finally I'm like, take me to my kids, my sons, like, where are they? Okay. Are they okay? They're like, yeah, they're fine. You know? And they're like, but we can't like take you down. You still got to wait until like, you know, we go through all these things and let you know what happened. And then my doctor came up, let my husband come up. He's like crying hysterically. She's like, pretty much in tears. Like she had, she was really close to us. And he was like, you know, like they scared me because how you said, like the priest was in there. He's like the, the chaplain, which is like the Navy. Right. Uh, right. You know, he was coming and talking to me and like, it just scared me. Like he was the way he was saying was kind of like almost preparing me for like, mm, you know, like, how are you doing? You know, like kind of, he didn't so much say like your wife's going to die, but like, he's like the way he was talking was definitely like not good. You right. know, he was there for a reason to make sure that I was okay. And, um, finally I get back down to the, the twins. I didn't, I couldn't breastfeed cause they were already on formula. It was already like, I don't know exactly, maybe 24 hours or something like that through all the surgery, they were able to like go in there and stop the bleeding and 
I did, they didn't have to take anything out. Although I said, you could have, because I'm not having any more kids. Like, absolutely not. You could have just taken it all. I wouldn't have to have a period. You know, you could have done me a favor. Um, but yeah, like it's one of those things like where yours was like, you were prepared for the worst and it turned out really good. And then mine was like, everything was normal. Like everything was great all the way up until literally they were already out of me before there was like a problem. And of course they're, they're healthy and everything's great and I'm okay. But it's like twins are, twins are a ride. They're a ride. Like not on top of, then it's like, okay, your twins are okay. You're okay. I'm okay. The twins are okay. Now we have to go home and like figure out what having two newborns is like. like, I know. Two boys. Yeah. I mean, now it's like, well, I guess it doesn't really matter when they're newborns, you know, as far as their personalities, but I'm like, mine are five. Yours are three. Yeah. They're completely oh. different. They're completely different. <laughs> it's, it's so, so much. Right. It's so much. so much. I can't imagine like, obviously I feel like we both probably get asked all the time. You see them and they're like, Oh my God, are they twins? I'm like, yours is like insanely obvious. Mine, I'm like, well, I mean, I guess one's a little taller. I guess he could be like a year older or something, but. No, I'm like, are y'all blind? Because they right. look exactly the same. Right. No, they're just. Cousins. The same exact person two times. Thank you for hanging out. And maybe we can even do this again and like delve into like different, you know. I would love that. It was great talking to you. You too.